if they're just kind of going through our mind and we, we think about them here and there, they will not produce deep, a deep emotional relationship with our Kodesh Baruch He calls them dimyono shav, they're even futile. But if a person deeply connects to their thoughts about Hashem and is tokeya, firmly plants their mind on Hashem for a period of time, then that produces deeper, authentic midos of Ahava and Yira. And that's why he calls Das the Kiyum and the Chiyus. It's the life and the sustenance of our midos. Now another way to say that is Das is the bridge between our Mochin, Chachma and Bina, our mind traits, and our midos our personality and emotion traits. Das is the bridge between them. And that's also a lashon of chibur, connecting, like Adam and Chava. It connects the mochim, Ava, I'm sorry, Chachma and Bina, to the Midos. Without that bridge of Das, which is really putting our mind to it as much as we can, then those ideas that we have about Hashem remain only ideas and they don't filter into the rest of our personality. It's just an intellectual awareness of God. Something, but it does not produce authentic midos in Abbas Hashem. Das is the crucial piece here which allows our, what's happening in our mind and in our heart to then spread out and affect our midos and produce the midos we're looking for. Okay, Dora, you had a hand up, please. Okay. I couldn't understand, but we don't have to go Right. And we're still limited in that. Right. So I was trying to understand how, how that works. We don't understand it enough about Hashem too much, but really understanding, I don't know, Okay. Yeah. So Das really is not an emotional it's the bridge between the mind and the midos. And for us, remember that mind means both brain and heart, chachma and bina. And although we cannot comprehend HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, in his essence, Hashem is beyond any being's comprehension, only Hashem comprehends Hashem, the Ramchal says. But nonetheless, there are things we know about God. Right? We know that he created the universe. We know that he is the source of our life. Uh, we know that he is in all possible ways perfect. Hashem is completely perfect. We know he gave us the Torah and he gave us the mitzvot. So those kinds of thoughts that we know about him, if I spend a little bit of time on it and put my mind to it, like another word would be concentrate, focus. That's also what Das means here. Concentrate, focus on those ideas for even a moment or two because we're not capable in this door of spending an hour on that. We're just not. But we could do it for a moment or two, and then that will produce a different level of emotional relationship with our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Our Adva and Yura will change as a result of being Takua in our ideas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that a hand up? No, okay, just, okay. Anybody else? Any questions, comments? Okay. So that's the Mida of Das, and you can see its place and how 
essential it is in the transfer of ideas to emotions or contemplations to midos, two different ways of saying it. And also, I just want to review that one point that he said, without doing this, without having a, a firm, firmly planted um, thought process and Hashem, then our midos will suffer. They will not be the same authentic midos as if we have a firmly planted, our mind planted on Hashem. Yeah, Esther, please. Our lives. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it occurs to me one of the, the things I've realized this week is um, we spend an awful lot of time, especially in this generation, on psychological answers and um, psychological processes in ourselves. So, very intellectual, um, analyzing uh, why we're reacting to someone in a certain way and um, trying to clean ourselves out, which is a wonderful thing. But with the added piece of bringing Hashem in to everything and seeing that that person you are having difficulty with is truly a shliach of Hashem, either because in dealing in an appropriate Midos way, it's a Tara, or perhaps unknown to us, you're wiping out a Gezerah, or you're just building up your credit through uh, Hashem. Um, but in a way, I'm, I'm connecting that to what you just said, which is the da'as is bringing that Hashem into everything and not just relying on our intellect or emotional clearing out, which, as I said, we've become so invested in in this generation. But it's like bringing that in and seeing that, okay, I can clear out myself, but without Hashem... There's always going to be this problem. I won't get to that point where the person who irritates me doesn't irritate me anymore. Or yeah. where I don't have that angry <clears throat> response. That yeah. Is that, am I kind of getting it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. it's saying? making sure that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is a big part, the asodistic part of all of these processes that we go through. And anything that we can do to have our mind on Hashem when we're doing something, even before we do something, to think about Hashem for a moment. Uh, and that applies to both spiritual endeavors, like a mitzvah, and it applies to physical endeavors, like going to the store, you know. It's all part of making sure that in a very full way, our mind is attached to God. So that's hard for us in this generation, because there's so many distractions, and also because we live in such a soundbite world, that people don't keep a single thought into their, in their mind for too long any, anymore. So, so da'as is really the avoda that it takes to try and be consistent, hasmada, in our putting our minds on Hashem. Now that doesn't mean that we're supposed to take ourselves out of this world and live in some kind of aloof way. It just means an awareness of God and all that we're doing and try to keep our mind on it. So that's da'as. Yes, please, Mrs. Tenenbaum. Mm-hmm. Shabbos, because mm-hmm. Shabbos is something that Hashem commanded, and Shabbos is something that um, is is something that we can know. It's, 
and mm-hmm. oh, we can mm-hmm. know it, <laughs> and some people may have to come and shout. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every day you can do something that's connected to Shabbos. <clears throat> right. It makes you become connected to Hashem. Very nice, and that is a beautiful idea. It's even part of the mitzvah of Zohar Yom HaShabbos Sakadashot. One of the one of the Aseris Hadibros, the Ten Commandments, remember the Shabbos day to make it holy. The Ramban says is not only doing that on Shabbos, but it's doing that during the week too. So, for example, if we say in davening this morning Hayom Yom Hamishi B'Shabbos, that's being Mekayim the mitzvah of Zochres Yom Hashabbos Sukkadoshah. Or if you go to the store today, it's already Thursday, so and buy something Lekavod Shabbos. That and thinking about it that I'm going to have this at my table for Shabbos, that is part of the mitzvah's assay of Zohar Yom HaShabbos show, and it's a great way to keep Hashem in mind. Okay, Yashukoah. At the top of the next page, we just finished page 14 in your handout, going up to the top of the next page, which is page Ches. It goes from 14 to Ches. All right? You have to be bilingual here. <laughs> and it starts Perik Dalit. Now, I want to give a little hakdama to this, which is about the concept of a levush. A levush literally means a garment. Malbi sharumim, we say about Hashem. He clothes those who are naked. Malbi sharumim. Now, a levush in machshava, in thought, and in avoda, means this. You have something, whatever it is, and it is presented by means of something else, or through something else. So you have something, and then that something goes through something else to present itself. So as it's going through that something else, that something else is the levush. It's what the initial thing goes through in order to present. Now now we see why it's called a levush. A lavush is not us. Our clothing is not our body. But we present our body through our clothing. That's the idea. We have chosen to present our physical selves to the world through the clothing that we wear. Now, there are other kinds of more subtle lavushim that we'll see. But the most clear example of that is clothing. It's not us. But it is what we choose. It's the lavush that we use to put ourselves into and then to extend ourselves outward. That's the concept of lavush. It has many, many manifestations in Makshava and in Avoda. And today we'll see one from the Balatanya, which is very core. So, Perik Dalit. Va'od yesh l'chol nefesh elokis. For every nefesh elokis, that's another way of saying neshama, our godly soul, is our nefesh elokis. Every neshama has shlosha levushim, there's the word, three garments, three forms of presentation. Shehem, and what are they? Machshava, dibur, umaisa. If you want to underline something on this page, that's a very good thing to underline. That's what this is all about. Thought, speech, and action. So the core idea is that our neshama, which is within, within us, it can express itself how, right? We don't see a neshama. We don't perceive a neshama. 
but it is channeled through what we think about, machshava, through what we speak about, dibur, and through what we do, maisa, machshava, dibur, and maisa, in the, in the language of the Balatanya, are the three levushim of our neshama. Shaltar yag mitzvos hatorin, now more specifically, the real levushim of the neshama, the levushim which the neshama wants to be expressed through in this world, are Torah and mitzvahs. Thoughts of Torah, words of Torah, actions of Torah, that's the levush, it's the apparel that the neshama wants to put on to extend itself out into the world. When a person fulfills in deed, in action, all the possible action mitzvos that we can do, doing mitzvos. And when it comes to our speech, who osek, he is involved, beperush kol taryag mitzvos vehilchosehen, with all of the 613 mitzvos, speaking about them and their halachos and all the divrei Torah that we say, that's speech, and our neshama is now being presented through dibur. Uba and in the realm of thought, humasig, we attempt to comprehend and understand, kol ma lahasig, all that it is possible for us to understand, we're not expected to understand the impossible, the Pardes HaTorah, in the various level of Torah. Pardes is Peshat, Remez, Darash, Thod. The word literally means an orchard, but it means the levels of Torah broken down. Peshat is simple meaning, Remez is a hinted meaning, a Darash is a deeper meaning, and Thod is the secrets of Torah. That's Pardes HaTorah. So if our mind is occupied with Torah thoughts at any level, right? Pshad in a pasuk, right? Or a deep thought that we were trying to understand last week in the Balatanya about what Esh means, you know. It's all Torah. Hare klolus taryag evore nafsha. So, if we're able to do all of this, that our maisim are Torah and mitzvos, and that our dibur is Torah, and I'm going to add tefillah, and our machshava is Torah, so then the whole person is wrapped up in the levush of Torah. That's what he says, that's that Lashon. Let me just get it again. Hare klolus taryag evore nafsho. The 613 limbs of our soul are melubashim b'taryag mitzvos ha-Torah are melubash, clothed in, contained, presented, that word levush, in the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. So you noticed here that we know we have 613 limbs in physically, we talk about that all the time, Ramach and Shasa, but the Balatanya just says our neshama also has 613 facets, just like our body does. I can't, I'm going to call it facet because it's not physical, and the Torah has 613 mitzvot. These are all one continuous connection here, that a certain facet of our neshama has a certain facet of our goof, which it is associated with, and there's a mitzvah that's connected to those two things, 
And when you do those two things, both our goof and our neshama get a certain level of purity from that. Why? Because they're malubash, they're wrapped up in that mitzvah. Mrs. Fran, please. Dibur. Dibur. You know, I'm talking about when we're davening, you know, saying our words to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now, of course, you know, Dibur has the realm of Machshava in it. If we say, Ashre Yoshve Vesecha, that's a Dibur. If we think about what we're saying when we say that word, which is always a good thing to do if we can, <laughs> right, then there's a Machshava realm as well. And some even say it's brought down in different form, the Chazal, that Akima Sifasayim, when you move your lips, now you have mice also. So your lips are a physical part of your body. So moving your lips, there's a, there's a mice dimension to Dibur. So Dibur is very fascinating. It really contains all three. But the predominant force of it is Dibur in Tefillah. That's why when Hashem created Nefesh Faya, uh, the Targum says um, that it's speech. Right. Ruach Mamalala. The speaking part of a human being. Okay, so here's the idea. We have these 613 facets of our neshama. We want to get them presented, malubash, in the three levushim of our neshava, neshama, and that's machshava, dibur, and maisa, thought, speech, and action of Torah and mitzvahs. And if we do that, and we're all therefore wrapped up in the Torah and mitzvahs, then that person is very, very full, in, in the, in really in the truest respect, of everything Torah That's really what we're striving for, what every person is striving for, to be as completely in touch with the Torah in every part of our personality as much as we can. All right, so now it takes that a little bit further. Ubi pratus, and now specifically. Now we're going to talk about machshava, the realm of thought. So if we put our mind into Torah, our neshama is now wrapped up, malubash, in the levush of Torah by means of machshava. Bechinas chachma bina das shebenafsho. Those three mental traits we just spoke about before. Chachma, that's Chabad. Chachma bina das. That's where Chabad gets its name. Shebenafsho. Melubashos, when they are clothed in, occupied with, Bahasogas HaTorah, in trying to understand Torah, like we are d- doing at this very moment, Shehumasig Bepardes, that that person understands to their abilities at any level of Torah, Pshat, Remez, Drash, Sod, Kifi Yecholes Hasogasa, according to his or her own personal intellectual abilities. Everybody's different. V'shoresh nafsho lamala, and according to the shoresh of our neshama above, each person has their own shoresh neshama and therefore their own abilities. So if each one of us takes our mind and puts it into the Torah, in chachma, idea form, bina, expansion of the idea, da'as, being, thinking about and concentrating the idea, we're putting our neshama into the levush of machshavas HaTorah. Anytime we do that. Vahamidos. Now what about the next level of the person, midos, which is ava and yira, love and fear, love and awe. Shehein yira va'ahava va'anfehen. 
Yura and Ava and their various extensions, Vitoldo Sehen and their offshoots. Mulubashos Bikium Hamitsvos Bamasa. When we do a mitzvah actively and we put an emotion in that mitzvah, now then our Ava and Yura are contained in the lavush of mitzvah. So if at a particular moment we do a mitzvah and we have a feeling of Yerashamayim at that moment, or Avas Hashem, now those emotions have been put into the mitzvah. The mitzvah is their clothing, and they're inside of it. Ubedibor, or with speech, Shahu Talmud Torah Shekhenegad Kulan, which for example is the study of Torah, which is corresponding to all mitzvot. Ki ahava. Now we, we touched on this idea last week. Ahava, which is love, in this case love of Hashem, he shoresh kol ramach mitzvahs essay. It is the source and the root of all 248 positive mitzvahs. And as we said last week, why? Because a doing thing, an action, is motivated by something, and its primary motivation is ava, is love. If we love Hashem, love the mitzvot, that motivates us to do the mitzvah. So Ahava is the core and the shoresh of all mitzvahs asay. Umimeno heinim shachos. And all positive mitzvahs, doing mitzvahs, come from Ahava. That's their camp. Ubil oda ein lohen kiyu mamiti. And without love of Hashem and Torah, our fulfillment of the mitzvot is not absolutely true. Ki hamakayman be'emes hu ha'ohev eshem Hashem. Because one who truly fulfills mitzvot, meaning in their highest form, is a person who loves God. V'chafetz l'davka bo be'emes. And he wants to cling to God, truthfully. V'yifshar l'davka bo be'emes but one cannot completely cling to God as he is, because we'd burn up. The way we cling to God is by fulfillment of his 248 commandments. Pikudin is the same words as mitzvot. Which are called the 248 limbs of the king. Kiviyachal. Kiviyachal means so to speak. As we will write elsewhere. I'm just going to finish this idea and then talk about that. The Hayira, whereas Yura, he shoresh lishasa It is the source and the root of the 365 losa, it says in the Torah. Why? Because we're afraid to rebel and act against the king. Malchei Hamlachim HaKadosh Baruch the King of Kings Hashem. That means to say, the main motivating factor in, a, in not doing something is fear. Now, fear is deep, you know, in Yiddishkeit. That doesn't just mean fear of punishment, it means awe also. So if I realize that by doing such and such a thing, in Avera, and that's contrary to what Hashem wants, and I stand in awe of Hashem's commandment not to do that, that's going to hold me back from doing that. That's why all the 365 
Losa, I says, are rooted in Yura. So the 248 mitzvahs, I say, are rooted in Ava. They're doing things. That's Ava-based. The 365 Losa, I says, are, are rooted in, in Yura. That's not doing things. And not only Yura on the lower level, but now a little further at that period, O Yura Penimis Mizu, or a very deep Yura, Shemis Boshesh Migadulaso, that one is in awe of Hashem. That word literally means embarrassed. It does not come out well in English. We don't have to be embarrassed of God. It, it means really awe, a complete awe of Hashem, almost like you shrink you know, in, in Hashem's presence. Limros Ene Kavodo, you don't want to in any way act out against Hashem's honor in His presence. V'la'asos harab or to do something which is bad in God's eyes. Kol avas Hashem asher all the things that God despises, meaning evil in the world, averos. And heim haklipos v'sitra achra, that's the entire realm of evil in the world. That's the Hasidic language for evil, klipos and sitra achra. It's like saying ra. And they have a certain nurturing from lower man, meaning us, that people are the ones who are vulnerable to doing Averos. There's no other creature in the universe that does an Avera except for us. Just a human thing. So their achiza, their connection, their, their hold onto the world is through people. Because only people can do Averos. And specifically where it's connected to us is in those areas of 365 losa'ases in the Torah. So non-kosher food, violation of Shabbos, you know, hurting somebody's feelings. Those are all losa'ases that we have to stay away from. Because if we don't stay away from it, then the sitra the powers of Ra, they just grabbed us. The person stays away from that Avera, now we, we're not vulnerable to what its spiritual negative power represents in us. But if we do it, now there's an Achiza. Now the powers of Ra have just taken hold, and we have to do Tshuva in order to cleanse ourselves from that. Okay, so summation. These Levushi, Machshava, Dibur, Maisa, speech, thought, and action, for the Neshama, they're all in the Torah. We want our mind in it, our speech in it, our actions in it. And when we think in Torah at any level, when we speak in Torah, and when we act in Torah, our mind is in it, our emotions are in it, our ava and yur are in it. And when that's the case, that person has a very full and complete relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then he just went off for a little bit to describe the chief motivating factor in mitzvahs asay, and the chief motivating factor in mitzvahs loisai say. That's when he went off on that for a moment. And remember that that completely aligns with our body and our soul. We are 248 positive mitzvahs and 248 avorim, limbs of the human being. We have 365 prohibitions of the Torah and 365 sinus, they're called gidin. It's all our body. That aligns with the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah, and we want that to be one complete set of things to the best of our ability, as he says. 
Okay, any questions or comments to this point? Yeah, please, Sarah. Okay, it's, it's an excellent question, and there really are two sides to it. On the one hand, we are, in general, not punished for our machshavas. If a person has a machshava that they go want to go and eat non-kosher food, and they don't do it, they're not punished for that thought. You know, Yetzirah was you know, uh, prodding them on, and they were able to restrain. If a person has a machshava you know, to embarrass somebody, and they don't, you know, then they're not held accountable for that thought. It was in the Sayon, but they're not held accountable for it. That's Mitzad Echad. Mitzad Sheni, the Baal Shem Tov said that you are where your mind is. That's where you are. So how can we tell where we are by what we think about? Right? If we're thinking about it a lot, then that's pretty much where we're at. You are where your mind is, you are where your thoughts are. And in that respect, just as you said, sir, it is really what's going on inside the head of a human being. A person is completely, you know, influenced by that, what's happening in their mind. So we have, for example, in the Shema. Do not wander after your heart and your eyes. Now, wandering after your heart means machshavas. That's talking about thought. So there's a mitzvah in the Torah not to actively think negative or harmful thoughts. Belosasuru, do not wander, after your heart, and after your eyes. So that's an ongoing mitzvah that we have. The Chaya Odom counts that as one of the mitzvos temidios, one of the ongoing mitzvos that applies to our lives every second of the day like Ava and Yura and Amuna, So it's one of the sheish mitzvahs to medios, to constantly be aware of what, where our thoughts are. And we know that for, in many areas, changing our, our perspective on something, our thoughts about something, will very much influence our behavior. And in this way, in the positive there's a lot of discussion and lecturing about not speaking Lashon Hara. And those are important things. But the real tikkun for Lashon Hara is adjusting our perspective on how we see other people. That will take care of a thousand lectures on Lashon Hara. Because if I look at that person as good, as my fellow Jew, and I love that person, I'm much less likely to say something negative about them, because that, that's your friend, you know, that's, that's your, fellow, your fellow Jew. So looking at a person positively, which is a machshava thing, can take care of a whole slew you know, of wrong behavior, wrong speech in Lashon Hara. If I see somebody as an enemy or as a threat or a person who's just in my life in a really bad way and I can't stand it, so my Lashon Hara Nisayon, you know, level is going to really rise 
if, if I can work on myself to seeing that person in a different way, that will change a lot. So Machshava is very influential. It has to do with our perspective on people, on the, on the world, and, and that influences our, our behavior and our speech uh, in a very strong way. So those are the two tzadadim I think of it. Yeah, please, Dory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Machshuva is really, in my mind, where the whole struggle is. In other words, it, it, you know? Yes. Now, it actually extends itself forth because it starts in the Machshuva often, like we're thinking about it, but then our mitos get involved. Like, if I am tempted by something, so now Ahava gets involved. Because ava, love, attraction, you know, whether that be physical, whether it be an ego thing, I'm attracted to that because <laughs> it will give me honor or fame. So now ava is involved. That's not part of it, it's, it's internal, but it's an emotion, it's not a thought. The tricky part is that you can think about what you love. Right, so it can be both, but love in itself is a mita. It's an emotion. So as we're thinking about that particular avera, once our emotions get involved in it as well, which they do, that's the idea of being tempted. Now that's a, that's more of the person who is involved in in that thought. And if there's something satisfying that could come out of that then that's even a, a, a further part of our, of our personality getting there. We're looking to be satisfied, even though when it comes to an Avera, there's one guarantee it will be very short-lived. Right? And they'll be over, and then a person has to deal with guilt and regret and all that other stuff. But we, you know, we can, in, in a moment of Nisayon, it's not just our Machshava that's involved. There's a very big part of our personality which is in that Nisayon, and I believe that that, is, that really is what makes up for the biggest nisyonos in our lives, are the ones that really capture a very big part of who we are, something that maybe we're invested in deeply in the wrong way, and the nisyon is now to try and pull out of that. Those are big nisyonos in life. Yeah, please, Sarah. I have one more question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it also a question, though, of like sort of what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Is that, does it really work both ways that as we improve our needles and our actions, that also affects our God? Is it really the same, or is that really the core? I really don't feel that I could answer that question in a complete way because I don't know. I, I do know that it works both ways that if a person practices good mitos, it definitely affects their mind and their thoughts. If you do something good, like the Sefer Achinuk says, it affects the rest of your personality. So it can go in both directions, for sure. Now, is this a stronger way for it to go? If it starts here, and then we are concentrating on an idea, and then bring it out in our mitos, is it stronger than the other direction? I'm not sure. All I can say is that they both work. And as long as the starting point is tov, 
whether it's in machshava, dibur, or maisa, or emotions, or speech, as long as it's the starting point is tov, it's going to then have its effect on the rest of our personality. That we do know. And you see that this forum, both the Musr's forum and the Sifrei Chasidus, talk about the different pathways into a person and where you should start from. And there's often conflict on where you should start from. I just see it as differences of opinion. And you have to find out what works best for you. What's your best starting point? That's where you go from. Okay. All right, have a wonderful day, everybody. And we'll continue where we left off. Try and hold on to your handouts and bring them next week. And we have two more weeks for this semester, the 19th and the 26th. Have a great day, everybody. Okay, Gil, should I delicately hand this over so it doesn't explode or <laughs> jump out at me? Thank you. I'm going to this up because I want to ask you something. Yeah, I, I, yeah.